There is healing in the name of Jesus. In Mark 16, 18, the master said, in my name, they, that's believers, shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There must be healing in the name because Jesus said so. There must be healing in his name because Peter said to the man at the gate, beautiful, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We are here tonight to proclaim his name. Did you know it's one thing to know something belongs to you, but it's another thing to put it to use? Jesus gave us the absolute power of attorney to use his name. Now you can go to the car dealership, buy a brand new BMW or a Volkswagen or whatever the case may be. And the salesperson hands you the key. But that key will do you no good until that key goes in the ignition and you turn it, which gives you then the ability to put it in gear and drive. You see, there are a lot of Christians that adore Jesus and they worship the name of Jesus. But when it comes to putting the key that unlocks the resources of heaven, when it comes to using the key of the name of Jesus, they don't have confidence that it will work for them. But my brothers and sisters, if you're blood-bought and you are a believer, the name of Jesus belongs to you. And what is required of us in the use of that name is faith in the name. I am a believer. I'm also a pastor. But I am first of all a believer. I know a lot of pastors that the name of Jesus isn't working for them. Because they're not preaching on that name. Therefore, faith is not coming about that name. And yet I know a lot of believers that are getting more results than a lot of ministers because they have dared to trust Jesus and dared to believe God and put the name which is above every name to use in their daily walk. Whoo, glory to God. In my name, the master said... Believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Food for thought tonight. 1 John 3, 23 says this. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandment. We are not just commanded to love one another. We are also commanded to have faith in His name. Then turning quickly to 1 John chapter 5. And notice with me in verse 13. My part tonight is just to stir you up for just a little while. To have faith in His name. Believe in His name. 1 John chapter 5 verse 13. These things... Have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Now I want you to notice something. 
that in the original text, and I don't want to get Greeky or Hebrewish on you tonight, but in the original text of both of these verses, on the name is omitted, or the word on is omitted. So literally, what these two verses are telling you and I is to believe the name. Have faith in the name. How many here tonight are believers? How many here tonight believe in His name? That His name will do exactly what He said it would do. I am not the healer. You are not the healer. Jesus is the healer. And He's wrapped up His healing power. And He's wrapped up His anointing in His name and in His Holy Spirit. Have faith in the name. We should believe the name, believe what it stands for, and all that it means to the heart of our Father. Listen very carefully. The moment a person is born again, they should be taught to expect to begin to use the name of Jesus. And His name will do everything He said it would do. One man of God who wrote many, many books, maybe some of you have never heard of him, his name is E.W. Kenyon. He said this, he said, I believe that the hour will come when large company of believers, that's you and me, will live this simple life of faith. Live it unconsciously. Live it daily. That believers will live in the upper realm where they will see in the name of Jesus the fullness of the authority and power that was in Christ when he walked the earth. Large company of believers. There's a new breed in the land today. There's a new breed of people that have confidence and faith in his name. I am telling you, by, I believe, direction of the head of the church... That this ministry, this church, and the believers in this place are heading in to supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. And they're not just going to happen in this building. They're going to happen out where you're at. And so we are being equipped to do the works of Jesus and greater works. Quickly, Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12. So we have faith in his name. And we understand then that there's also salvation in his name. And when we're talking about salvation, we're not just talking about the remission of sins. I mean, we have been very uh, diligent to understand and to know that our sins have been remitted and that we are born of God and on our way to heaven. But salvation, Dr. Schofield says, is an all-inclusive word. And salvation does not just only mean remission of sins, but it also means preservation. It means soundness. It means wholeness. And it means prosperity. And so you cannot bring the gospel to uh, to a sighing, dying world unless you're going to bring the whole gospel. This harvest... 
that we are partaking of right now is not just a harvest of souls. It is the most important thing. But it's also a harvest of sick people. People filled with cancer. People filled with demons. People filled with disease that they don't know what to do about. But you and I have got the answer. And Ephesians 4.12, let's read it quickly. Neither is there salvation in any other... For there is none other name. Buddha ain't the healer. Muhammad ain't the healer. There's none other name under heaven. Now notice, given among men. Whereby we must be saved. We must be healed. We must be delivered. Thank God there's healing in the name. I want to say to you tonight this. That we are not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not to hide what Christ has provided and given and put it in the ground. No, we're to let our light shine. And the light that you have been given is the light that you are required not only to walk in, but to dispense and to share to people who walk in darkness. Amen. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Notice with me. It is the gospel of salvation. Brother Hagin writes in his book, The Name of Jesus, The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto deliverance. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto safety. Under preservation, under soundness. And this gospel must be preached to all nations. We live in an area that's full of the ethnos from all over the world in the Bay Area. You and I can thank Him because there's healing in that name. And the last thing I want to say is this E.W. Kenyon said, When he gave us the right to use the name to heal the sick, it was simply that we might bring him on the scene by the use of that name, the fullness of his finished work, and that the afflicted might know that in the use of that name, the living, healing Christ is present. I'm telling you, God will show up. He'll work through you. and He'll work through me. Then Mr. Kenyon said, but what about God's program today? Listen to this. He says, if we understand his program for today, the sick would simply be healed the moment that sickness touched them. Because Romans 8.11, Pastor Tom, prepare yourself to come and preach. Because Romans 8.11 says, but if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. Does he dwell in you? He dwells in you and you and you and you and me and me and all of us. Woo, glory. We could say it this way. Since the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken, make alive, heal your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Amen. I got it. I got you. Praise the Lord. Just whatever is in your heart, PT.
So what did I do? I went and turned it on. So some, so some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Yes. Amen. A couple of minutes I, I uh, would like to spend with you regarding the name of Jesus. I'm going to borrow something from the world of physics. And you see, as Pastor mentioned, there's a lot of people that have heard about the name, a lot of good Christians, good Christian people. We've heard about the name of Jesus, but we're being challenged tonight to not just hear about it and know about it, but to use the name of Jesus. In the world of physics, there's something uh, when you consider energy that's called potential energy. And there's something that's called uh, from kinetic energy. Potential energy is the energy, and we're going to model the healing power in the name of Jesus in a moment. But you see... Potential energy is energy that is stored up and waiting to be used. It's there. See, there's a, a number of types of energy that we're familiar with. Electrical energy. There's a, a gravitational energy. There's electrical energy. Various types. If I were to hold this book up here, there's energy being exerted on this. It's the energy of the force of uh, gravity. Is that right? But as long as I hold that book up and exert force against it, that remains potential energy. You got that? But the moment I drop it or I release the book, it'll fall to the ground and then gravity will take, take place. It'll hit the ground, right? You'll hear a thud. So part of that energy will be released in heat. It'll be transferred in sound as it hits the ground. Is that right? Well, you see, the thing about the name of Jesus is that we've heard about it, that there's power in the name of Jesus. But what we need to become fluent in is releasing that power. There's a connection. When you make the connection with the name of Jesus, Christian, that's when you follow what's written in the book of Mark 16, when he says, those that believe in my name. Now, you could read it two ways, and I understand that uh, punctuation uh, in the Bible wasn't there. People, translators put it there, but understand it says, those that believe in my name. Let's read it that way tonight. In my, they're going to, you know, cast out devils and they're going to speak with new tongues, take up snakes. They'll, they'll uh, lay hands upon the sick. But the point here is believing in the name. Here's an interesting thing about about this model uh, in, from the world of physics, typically what you require for there to be a reaction for you to loose uh, the power that's available is there needs to be a catalyst. In chemistry, you put a substance together with the other. How many of you goofed around with Alka-Seltzer and Coca-Cola or, or lemon and baking soda? The two substances could be sitting side by side. Christian, the Bible could be on the side. The knowledge could be near you. Like the Bible says, it's, the word is nigh you even in your heart and in your mouth. It could be right there, the two substances. If you could just, I see the Holy Ghost saying, just put it together. Get it together, Christian. Put them together and watch the explosion happen. The catalyst, Christian, is you mixing them together. Just a few definitions. How many of you with me tonight? I'm, I am not a physicist. I am not a chemist. But I do read a little bit. And I, I'm going to read here what it, when we talk about catalyst in terms of chemistry is when you put a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction. 
when you do something, when you put a pull on the name of Jesus that will cause a reaction, something to happen. Here's another one. Ape, I like this one because it relates to what we're talking about tonight. Not only for your personal life, but as you minister Christ and healing to other people. A catalyst can be defined as a person that causes a change. You yourself are not the healer. I am not the healer, but you are, if you will, the chemist that puts the two things together and you cause the explosion to happen. Now, I want to share a little testimony with you because we're all being challenged to really mix things together. You know, put put it together, Christian, the faith that you've heard. See if there's anything else I missed here. Uh, Well, we talked about different types of energy. I think that's good enough with the chemistry thing. Let's talk about whose business card is this anyway. I'll put this in my pocket. (laughs) I want to share a little testimony with you because I like what pastor shared. Friends, this has to work in your everyday life. If it doesn't work in your everyday life, how in the world can you make it happen out there where people that need it, right? I want to share a little testimony with you where this happened. Somehow something clicked on the inside of me. I could have maybe not gone. We, we rely much too much on plan B in the Christian world. It was 4.30 in the morning, March 29th. It was a Tuesday. My boys had been driving cross country and they were pulling into the driveway. With, well, I, I heard the dogs bark and I was very excited that they were arriving. So I, I stirred myself. I reached over to them. I said, honey, honey, the boys are here. They're finally here. Been driving cross country for what, four or five days or something. So I stirred myself. I, 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 I made off for the restroom to freshen up, to go down and, and greet my boys and see my sons that thank God they arrived safely. Amen. And as I was uh, scurrying to the bathroom, I noticed that with succeeding footsteps, I began to notice an increasing amount of pain. And I can't even remember which foot it was. Maybe it was the left foot. Let me see. Was it this one? Yeah, it was the left foot. Now watch this. I was standing at the sink, you know, like brushing my teeth and that. And it was so painful. I couldn't even stand up. In fact, so painful. I couldn't put any weight in it. I thought I had broken something. I really thought I had broken my foot. The sharp pain that went up the front all the way and to the back, I couldn't put any weight on I said, did I step on that wrong? What happened? It was, I, I have been very blessed with a fairly healthy life. So I, I don't know what it's like to have a broken foot. I've never broken a bone in my body, thank God. But what happened at that moment is I hobbled down the stairs. It's about 4.33 now. And I, I, I hugged our boys. We prayed. It was a quick one because everybody was asleep. I know they were, they, were, they were done after driving. They did the big push from Bakersfield and everything. And uh, so I, I, I hugged them. We thanked God. We prayed. There might have been a tear or two. And then I had to go upstairs. And, you know, I, I literally crawled up the steps. It was that bad. I crawled my way up the stairs. Now, understand this. In my mind, I'm thinking, we're going to double services next week. And the images began to move in my mind about crutches and plan B. Maybe I have a little lean-to chair that I can maybe sit in the chair and they can help me around. And the thought of maybe having to use that little lift thing, those thoughts came in my mind. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a little Bengay, a little something, and you know, and I'll, and I'll say a quick little prayer. Praise the Lord. Everything's going to be fine. Well, I went back to sleep and I woke up again. It was worse. 
I could hardly stand up. I had a rehearsal that night. Now, I'm going to get to the point right quick because I know everybody's waiting for Pastor George, Reverend George over there. I, I said, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't walk on this at all. Literally, I was like, I was like this. I, I was like Chester. So I went to the restroom. Listen, it's, it's daytime now. I'm getting ready to go into work. How am I going to do this? The thoughts came to me about crutches and, uh, and maybe do I need to go to Kai? What am I going to do? And this is exactly what happened. I just, something rose up on the inside of me and said, this isn't right. The Lord would not allow me to be tempted above the name Ebel. You know, we're going to double services. I have to be able to walk. Saint, you have to be able to be alive in the last day. God needs you to propel the name of Jesus and tell this gospel wherever you go. This is not an hour to be down and flat on your back and taken out. This is an hour to rise up and shine. So I knew that this is wrong. I, I tried to play the scenario in my mind about crutches, and, and that didn't feel right to me. So I said, something on the inside rose up, and I said, this is what I'm going to do. Well, you're supposed to put ice on it and everything. I'm not putting ice on nothing. I got feisty. I said, I'm going to get in the shower. I'm going to take a real hot shower. So I went in there. I turned it hotter than ever. And you're not supposed to do that. And I got in there, and listen... You know the scripture that Jesus said when he came to the fig tree, he answered to it and said, right? I determined in my heart I was going to answer to this. I got into the shower, turned the water as hot as I could, and then I began to say, in the name of Jesus. I don't receive this. And I pulled a Smith Wigglesworth in the shower. I said, I, as the water would strike my leg every time. The sharp pain would hit me. I'd said, in the name of Jesus, I don't receive this. No, I don't. Leg, I don't receive this. In the name of Jesus. So I would try little exercises. I started a little bit of this, and boy, did it hurt. It Was it painful, Pastor Tom? Worst pain I've had, and I can't remember how long. Maybe going to the dentist. <laughs> hate dentists. Anyway, God help me. But you know what? I tried a little of this and it was so painful. Oh, oh, but you know, what? every time I felt the pain, listen carefully, because some of you are taking inventory of every ache and pain and it's talking to you. Your blood pressure's talking to you. Your headache is talking to you. The pain in the back is talking to you. You need to do the same thing that Jesus did. You say in the name of Jesus and answer to that thing. So every time the thought came, whenever it connected the pain, I'd say in the name of Jesus now, I don't receive it. And I began to declare then in the name of Jesus. You see, I went to go from I somehow in that 30 minute hot shower, it was really hot in there. Praise God spiritually and every other way. There was a battle going on in that shower. I went from potential energy. Come on. So the potential in the, in the name of Jesus, the potential of healing power to, a, to the kinetic. And when you go to the definition of kinetic is when there's movement. How would you like to move some things with the name of Jesus? I moved that pain right. Let me tell you how it happened. With every successive one, not all, I, went, I, I got a little sassy as I started moving my leg a little bit more. I says, I don't receive it in the name of Jesus. Then I started saying, you're going to walk today in Jesus' name. 
You are walking, you're walking now and today. Then I tried other things. I tried like going like that with that and all oh, the pain, but I answered everyone. No, you're walking today in the name of Jesus. And Pastor Tom, isn't that a little bit presumptuous? Shouldn't you? No, I had faith in the name of Jesus. I knew that this didn't add up. Christian, when things are not adding up, you've got the name. You've got the name. You've got to go from potential power, which it's all reserved there. You've got to reach up with a hand of faith and do something to move it into your life so you could walk in it every day. So I said, I don't receive it. I'm walking today. I want you to know something. I did more and more exercises. By the time the shower was over, not only was Pastor Tom nice and clean, but the pain was gone. I walked. I walked out of the shower. I walked without any limping or anything. And I went downstairs and told a story. Then I came to work without a crutch, without a wheelchair, without going to Kaiser, without taking pain pills. I called Joe. He knows. Stand up, Joe. Joe's a physical trainer, professional physical trainer. He, he was out with the Atlanta Braves. I called him. I said, Joe, please call me back. I've messed up my foot. I don't know what I did. I need you to help me. And he, he didn't answer because he's probably busy. But later in the afternoon, he called me back. So, so what happened? I says, the pain is gone. Well, examine this. Touch here. Press there. Was it on the inside, the outside? I says, Joe, I, don't. I kept trying to touch and find. The pain was gone. And do you know why it was gone? Because of the name of Jesus. Now, 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 there's a couple things before I turn this over to Reverend George that, that, I, that I believe would be really helpful to clarify some things about the name of Jesus. Will you stick with me for a couple more minutes? Praise God. Let me see. I'm going to skip that. The, uh, Pastor Mark mentioned uh, the book of Acts. This is really good because we're going to talk again about potential and going to the kinetic energy or really the healing power. Uh, see, Christ, we've been blessed in heavenly places with everything that pertains to life. Is that right? But you see, heavenly places, that's good and fine and good. But you need it here. You don't need it in heavenly places. You need it here. How do you get it? With the name of Jesus. You have to be, you have to be uh, relentless about not accepting anything less than what the name of Jesus affords you. That's the only thing that's going to pair off with the devil. Look at Acts 3.16. Acts 3.16, I just want you to see something here, and then I'll turn this over to Reverend George. Acts 3.16, and in the, in the amplified, rather in the King James Version, as we skip about, you know, that uh, Peter and John went up in the time of prayer. In verse 6, he said, uh, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So there he is using the right and the authority of the name of Jesus. Then he took the invalid person by the hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones re- re- received strength. I have a renewed appreciation for that scripture, if you know what I mean. And then he leapt up and stood and walked. And Bear, you were there at the practice when we needed a music chart. And I, I ran down the aisle, ran up the stairs, ran back, and then it hit me. Do you realize what's happening? I'm running. This is a few hours ago. I couldn't even, I could, I couldn't even stand. And here I am running without any pain. Praise God. To God be the glory. But watch this. So people ran together and so on. I got to read verse 12 to you. And Peter saw it. When Peter saw it, he answered to the people because all the people saw this, this man that was invalid shouting and leaping and getting all happy. I think, I guess so. 
if you got healed, I guess so you would be happy. And he said to these guys, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why do you look on us so earnestly as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? Friends, it's not our own holiness. It's not us. It's, it's him. It's the power of his name. Praise God. Love what Michael Powers ministered the other day. It's faith is faith. Whether it was Rahab or whether it was Mary, she said, be it unto me according to your word. And it worked. It'll always work, friends. Faith in God will always work, especially faith in his name. Amen. But look what it says in the, in, in the verse, uh, Acts 3.16 in the Message Bible. Faith in Jesus' name put this man whose condition you know so well on his feet. Yes, faith, nothing but faith. Put this man and healed him, made him whole before your eyes. Just wanted to point that out because there's a lot of things that we mix around and fool around with. Well, let me take an aspirin. Let me have a certain tea. Let me take a vitamin. Let me put a little bangay. And now let's pray in the name of Jesus. Friends, sometimes you, you, I think we got to put the name of Jesus first. What do you say? We put it first. Put it first. Just thought I'd point that out. But here's, here's another one in the New Living Translation. It says, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. As you know, how crippled he was before. It says, faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. And there's a couple of things we're going to point out after I read the Good News Translation. It says, it was the power of his name that gave strength to this lame man. What you see and know was done by faith in his name. It was faith in Jesus that made him well as you all can see, just a couple points. First of all, when you say that there's power in the name of Jesus, that is authority and potential energy. It's all available to every Christian available, but that qualifies as potential. You have potential healing. Then can I, can, can we just kind of look at it that way? You have potential, healing. but it says, and faith in his name, that must've been Paul. It must have been Paul, the one that said, okay, I'm going to take such as I have give I thee. And he had confidence in the name of Jesus and in the authority to exercise authority in behalf of that man. Is that right? So when you say faith, when you say the name of Jesus made him well, let's break that up a little bit. It's in a multiple phases. First, God did the work. Jesus did the work at the cross and it's all potential up here in order for you to experience it. You got it. Then there's the believing part, which Paul did. Paul believed in the name. And then it says faith in the name of Jesus made him. Faith is an act has been described to us very often. So Paul had to believe in the name of Jesus. Then he had to act on something. He was the catalyst in the life of that man when he said, look on us in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. Did you follow that? It was the act that became the catalyst to turn it from the potential healing for this man to the actual realization of moving the healing power right through his limbs, shoot down into those legs and cause the man to spring up. Can you see that? So praise God, Christian, we, we've got to be, we want to challenge ourselves not only to hear about the name of Jesus, but use the name of Jesus on a regular basis. And how far will you go? You know, I'll tell you, we're not all a hundred percent. We're working toward getting more. I mean, when the dishwasher breaks is the first thing you did in the name of Jesus. Boy, I'll tell you that week of March 27th, Sterling's car wouldn't start. <laughs> and I went out there here. Let me try it. And then I said, in the name 
name of Jesus, you start. And it started. I mean, I, I, how quickly we forget. Uh, the other week, the dishwasher broke, and I forgot to use the name of Jesus. And uh, Well, uh, I'll call appliance parts distributing. Do you see what we do sometimes? We go to Google it and try to figure Hey, before you try to figure anything out, use the name. Use your authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I got to turn this over to Brother George. But, you know, it's like it's like the centurion. Jesus, uh, Jesus said, I've not seen such great faith. No, not in all of Israel. Please understand that what the centurion knew was he knew he knew military rank. He knew that if I tell this man to go and do something, he does it. And when I tell that guy to do something, he does it. And when my superiors tell me to do something, I do it. So don't even bother coming, Jesus. I'm not worthy. Just go ahead and say the word and it's done. And Jesus didn't, Jesus turned around and said, wow, I've not seen such great authority in all of Israel. That's not what he said. He says, I've not seen such great faith. And the reason why there was so much faith in the centurion is he understood the principle of authority. And please, Christian, when we say you're exercising faith in the name of Jesus and you're exercising power in the name of Jesus, can we look at it this way? You're exercising authority. With confidence, fluently, everywhere you go, you know, the, the, the things come up upon your life. You use the name of Jesus. The car broke down. The name of Jesus. The dog's acting up. The name of Jesus. Something's coming up with the wife. In the name of Jesus. Something ain't working with the kids. In the name of Jesus. The, 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 the kids aren't doing the dishes. In the name of Jesus. The dog eats your sandwich. In the name of Jesus. No. <laughs> How many remember that message? Brother George, come on before I get way overboard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, thank you, Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor Tom, you preached half my notes. I quit now. Just, I said, there's a miracle in your mouth. I said, there's a miracle in your mouth. Let me hear Jesus. There's a miracle in your mouth. Let me hear Jesus. There's a miracle in your mouth. Jesus, yes. There's a miracle in your mouth. It's Jesus. You want to be the catalyst. You want to turn it loose. You want it to work for you. Jesus has to be in your mouth. Let it out. When you let it out, it goes to work. There's nothing. You know, uh, we're talking about authority and military authority. And I was in the military. You understand? And Brother Hagan drew a picture about this when we were in uh, at Rama. You know, you give people authority. Uh, for instance, he used a policeman directing traffic at an intersection where the lights had gone out. Well, in his own strength, he didn't stand there. He couldn't hold those cars back, but he'd put a hand up and they'd all stop. Why? Why? They recognized the authority, not, not his personal authority, but he wore a badge and an outfit that they recognized to that state, that city, that country, whatever. And so when he goes like this, they stop. Right? And when he says go, they go. In his own strength, he didn't. Now, he didn't have to stand there and go, Shondai. No. No, 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 no. He didn't stand there. I really don't I, don't, I don't, I don't know if I feel it right now, but let me give it a shot. No. Stood there bold, sound, confident, not arrogant, not with pride. Well, he's prideful to wear the uniform. Had to work his way into it. But when he put up his hand, did he feel anything there? No. Just put his hand. Don't have to. When you use the name of Jesus, when I use the name of Jesus, 
all of heaven stands to attention and says, yes, sir. What do you want done? All of heaven's resources, as pastor shared recently, it gives us access into heaven. All the resources become ours at the name of Jesus. And we'll stand around talking about some other name, the name that has to bow. The name that has to bow its knee to that name that's above all all other names. We want to talk about how bad it is. We want to talk about the ache in our back. We want to talk about how tough things are at work. We want to talk about the lack of finances we might see at this moment. We want to talk about how lazy the government might sound. We want to talk about this problem and that problem. What all we need to do is say in the name of Jesus and it changes everything. Because every name must bow its knee to the name that's above every name. That name being hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it brings strength and power. Do I need to feel it? No. Do I get to a lot of times? Yes. Hallelujah. I'm just like you. I like to feel the power. I enjoy the power. I love seeing God move. But it's not inerrant in myself. I said, it's not inerrant in myself. I have no strength within myself. But the Bible does say, let the weak say they're strong. So now I'm strong. Strong to what? Jesus. Hallelujah. Every knee must bow at the name that's above every name. That name that's powerful and strong. That name that'll meet you in the midnight hour. That name that's there for you. And it's not a uh, credit card or a rabbit's foot. No, no, no. You've been named with that name. I'm going to share something with you in in a moment, but I want you to share that testimony you were telling about. Um, when, um, when pastor Tom was, uh, was sharing his testimony, my, this thing came up in me and I said, honey, I may, I have a testimony. Well, It's been a couple of months ago, um, during the middle of the night, I was woken up with the most horrible thoughts I had ever had in my whole life. And they were thoughts of suicide, thoughts of uh, things I had, I were the furthest from me I had ever could imagine, just flooded my mind. And I was frozen in fear at that moment. I was like, what is going on? And it took me a couple of moments to realize what was happening. And I remembered, hallelujah, up from the inside of me. The name of Jesus. And I remembered the story that Brother Hagen told about the, the parents of this little child that was sick. And this child was, would have uh, seizures, I believe it was. And when uh, at one point they had some people there and they were praying around this child. And as they would pray 
And then they would stop. The baby would have more seizures. Finally, they started saying the name of Jesus. And they would say the name of Jesus and it would stop. And as I was reminded of this, I began to say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I must have said it. I, I don't even know how many times I, I said it until the peace came. So my purpose in telling you this is to tell you in the midnight hour, folks, when the devil comes, he is under our feet in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The name works. I said the name works. You know, something that rose up in me as she shared that is that she said Jesus quite a few times. I know my wife, she's a woman of prayer. But just because it didn't work the first time she said the name, she didn't stop saying the name. She said the name until she got the victory. Amen. Say, well, well, you know, because a lot of times, you know, the devil, he'll use a million and one tricks on you. He's a worthy opponent or he wouldn't be called one. Amen. And so don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. Amen. Um, in John 14, 13, let's look there real quick. Um. I'm going the I'm going the wrong way here. In John 14:13 it says <clears throat> well let's read from 12. It says most assuredly I'm reading from New King James. I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask, circle that ask or mark it or whatever, in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, circle or mark that ask again, anything in my name, I will do it. That word ask there has a stronger meaning of the word demand. Hallelujah. You know, it's one thing to ask, uh, you know, your kids to clean the room. It's another thing to demand it. Huh? When you ask, you know, could, could you get me a drink of water? Could, could somebody get me a glass of water? And so if it shows up, whatever, you know. But if I, if I point right at uh, Nancy, say, Nancy, get me a drink of water. Please. Uh, <laughs> My chances are getting better, right? Amen. So he says, whatever you demand in my name, it's not a wishy-washy use of something simple. It's the powerful name, the name that died, shed his blood, went to hell, was victorious, rose again, sat in heavenly places, raised us up together with him, sat us down with him and says, all that's mine is yours. And I'm giving you my name to carry it out on earth. Woo. Hallelujah. All of heaven's resources and disposal are at your service at that name. I remember, uh, it's amazing how many things happened to me on the golf course. I guess I spend too much time there. No, no. But uh, 
I was playing with a friend of mine and uh, I got out of the golf cart and took a funny turn and didn't think nothing too much of it. But I took about one more step and my knee went out. Now, I, I don't know if some of you athletes understand that, but then there was a pain like there was a rock between the bones behind the kneecap. And I mean, I, 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 I take a step and then I couldn't work. And then, so I says, well, um, I know how to work. I'll work this out. I'll work this out. I'm going to work this out. Huh? A minute ago, I couldn't do anything. Now I'm going to work this out. And so, you know, I'm rubbing on both sides. I go, that, that'll fix it. And, and then, you know, and so then I'm real gingerly just bending it real slow, and I could feel it and even almost hear it crackling and stuff, you know. And I'm thinking, what in the world did I do? This is only the fifth hole. I got... 13 more holes of golf to go here. I ain't quitting. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm staying out here. If I have to play like this, you know. But I'm, I'm going to play, you know. And so, uh, brother was with me. He goes, are you all right? I says, man. And he, says, he looked at me, and I'm sweating. I'm kind of white. You know, he says, because he told me. He says, man, you don't look good. And I says, I'm in pain. I'm like, my, I'm freaked out, you know, my knee. And he says, you want me to pray for it? And I go, well, there's a thought. <laughs> you know, and I kept rubbing it. And so I says, well, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, you know. So we get down the fairway, and I get out, and I got a club in my hand, and I'm trying to line it up. And he is roaring because he's watching me, you know. And uh, so I, I hit the shot. And as I went through, it just, it made another little sound in there. And I go, oh, my day's over, you know, thought. Didn't give voice to it, thought. I got back in the cart, and he's hitting his shot, and he comes back over there, and I got my hand on my knee, and I'm rubbing. He says, how are you going to, are you going to be all right? You're going to be all right? He says, I'd really like to finish this round. And I go, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm, I'm going to get my healing right now. I'm going to get my healing right now. And the, I don't know where it, I know where it came from. It came out of the abundance of the heart. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm not taking this on. And Father, according to your word, my knee is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And when I said amen, he said amen. And I looked at him. He says, he says Pleasure, wherever two agree upon any, is touching anything. And he touched my knee real quick. He says, I hope nobody saw me touch your knee. Because <laughs> we're on the golf course, two guys, you know. And... Uh, it wouldn't make a too good preacher story, would it? And, uh, <clears throat> and he says, two guys touching anything, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. We drew on the resources of heaven. So uh, I go to my next shot, because my second shot I didn't hit very well. And we didn't have to go very far either. And so uh, I, I get out of the cart, not even thinking. I get out of the cart, and I walk right over, and I hit the shot. And I come back over to the cart, and he goes, and I put my, and I hit it on the green, and I put my club back in the bag, and he goes, you got your healing, huh? And I go, yeah. <laughs> See, on one hand, we should expect it. On the other hand, it should become almost natural to us. When we proclaim the name of Jesus, things happen. 
Things begin to happen. No, we can't take authority over people and individuals. Our warfare isn't with them. It's against the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. I'm going to finish with this right here. Turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 6. I had a thousand other things to tell you, but Tom used all my time. And uh, no, I'm just teasing. I'm just joking with you. Here, look here. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19, and it says, And for me. That utterance, and this is praying for you, one another. That utterance may be given to me, that I may, what? Open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And then, and then again, and then again, in verse 20, for which, are you ambassadors? You've been made ambassadors. You don't even have a choice there. And I was going to go from there talking to you about having a passport. It, you know, anybody can get a passport that has a, a birth certificate. Well, you've been born again. Your passport's up from heaven. You have, you, you not only can travel internationally, you can travel in a planetary. Out of here and back. Not physically, you understand, but the stuff you need is at your disposal because of your passport. Your, the name of Jesus is your passport to reign in life. I'm going to go tell this group. That group didn't get it. You, the name of Jesus is your passport to reign in life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I like reigning in life. I love reigning in life. For which I'm ambassador in change that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We're holding back. I said we're holding back. Oh, yeah, brother George, I'm, I'm saying the name. I'm living the life. I'm, as you ought to speak it boldly, continually, without backing up. With, uh, what if I use the name and it doesn't work? Use it again. What if I use the name again and it doesn't work? Use it again. Keep using it. It's a tool you, that does not go dull. It only becomes sharper and sharper and sharper as you use it against the enemy and the devil and his cohorts. Because at that name, their knees shake. They bow. They fall at your feet. Put them under your feet with a mighty name. Hallelujah. That's really good preaching, you guys. Thank you very much. So the power of a testimony is activated through Terry, Sister Terry's testimony, through Brother Tom's testimony, Pastor Tom, Brother George's testimony. So those, praise the Lord, with kindred difficulties, knees, legs, uh, maybe emotional, maybe not, you know, thoughts of suicide, but whatever the case may be, those that need a touch from God and healing, you stand to your feet right now. Praise the Lord. Breakthrough. Come on down.